And joining us right now, Mayor Melvin Carter will lead St. Paul for another four years after a sound victory three weeks ago in St. Paul's city elections. Mayor Carter joins us this morning. The night of that victory, you mentioned unfinished business in St. Paul. What was your most what's your most immediate concern, Mayor Carter? Uh, good morning. I appreciate the opportunity to be on. Um, we have a lot of we have a lot of work to do. I mean, obviously, I think the pandemic has demonstrated just how uh, unequal our, our our national and local economy are. Um, and we have a significant amount of work to do uh, to continue to do that. Our biggest concerns, like moving forward immediately, are uh, addressing kind of continuing to push on our public safety framework in St. Paul uh, to build this comprehensive, coordinated approach. Uh, it's to address the housing challenges that we have in our community. We need more housing, and we also need more equitable housing. And so, you know, of course, uh, obviously a lot of people are watching as we sort of sort out, sort things out with regard to our um, uh, rent stabilization ordinance. Uh, and just thinking through uh, all of the ways in which our economy needs to be more inclusive so that all of our families can live with stability and decency in our city. You mentioned uh, many, many topics there, Your Honor. And uh, yeah. I'll just focus in on one. The city is the recipient of a multi-million dollar grant to add officers to its ranks over three years. Uh, you've had a, a quadruple homicide in September in downtown St. Paul. And this is coming on the heels of Chief uh, Todd Axtell stepping down uh, next June. All of this preceded by George Floyd's death in Minneapolis and civil unrest everywhere. Talk about the impact of public safety and how things will, the texture will start to change in St. Paul. Look, public safety is our most important job. A safe and stable community is the foundation upon which we build all of our ambitions uh, for uh, education, all of our ambitions for wellness, all of our ambitions for economic development, and all of those types of things. Um, uh, sadly, our public safety strategy uh, that we've employed over the past generation uh, has not produced the type of outcomes that we wanted it to. Uh, we've approached public safety from a police-only perspective for my whole lifetime, and we have experienced, you know, just spikes in gun violence throughout all of that. You know, from when I was in high school, I remember, you know, the spikes in the 90s. And we're just riding the same curves that we were riding back then. We need a comprehensive, coordinated and, you know, data driven framework to approach our public safety frame. Uh, that, that, that's much bigger than just our police officers, because, you know, our police officers can't do it by themselves. Uh, the grant that you were referencing um, it's helpful to have access to those resources if we tap into them. We need a bigger conversation about that, though. Uh, those resources would come, you know, it's a it's a relatively small grant by comparison to the uh, financial obligations that the city would have to take on to accept it. And I want to make sure that uh, we as a city, we as a whole community have our wi eyes wide open uh, because we know to keep a safe community, our young people need to ha be able to have jobs. Our families need to be able to know how they're, where they're going to sleep tonight and how they're going to feed their children and some of those other things. I think one, while there's nothing wrong with hiring new police officers, uh, there really is something wrong with only hiring new police officers at the expense of the ability to operate the recreation centers, uh, the libraries, the economic development programs, uh, the, the youth jobs programs, and all the other things the community has to have in order to be safe. I do want to talk about the library program in just a second, but that $166 million uh, funding that the St. Paul is getting from the American Rescue Act, it presents a. do you think it presents a real opportunity to address some of the issues you've outlined? 
Oh, it absolutely does. Uh, it's a challenge, $166 million from the American Rescue Plan. Uh, it's fantastic to have a federal administration, a president uh, who cares about St. Paul. Uh, especially through these crises, and, and, and uh, is, is, is willing to send resources to help like that. Our federal delegation has been amazing where that's concerned as well. $166 million, frankly, uh, is, is, is limited in scope when you think about trying to spread it around a city of 300,000 people. But that said, it's a, an enormous infusion. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime infusion, uh, and it will absolutely give us a chance uh, to sort of uh, you know, push some uh, important levers with regard to all of these. That's one of the things, the conversations I'm having with the city council right now, frankly, the challenge with that is in order to maximize the opportunities it gives for us, we're going to have to figure out how to really invest in a few places to make a big difference in a few places and not just sort of scatter it around and try to, you know, touch everything. Since we connected nearly five years ago, one of the things that uh, has always come into the conversations that I've had with you, you've talked about uh, college education for students, and now there seems to be a plan afoot to really embrace your idea of seeding student accounts with $50 for their college education. Uh, that's something you've talked about for a long time, and now it's coming into fruition. Uh, what's the bigger plan, or how can that plan be expanded now that it seems to have wheels? Oh, my God, that's the most exciting thing that we're doing. Uh, and we're excited about the speed at which we've been able to uh, develop and, and implement that program. Effective uh, January 1st, 2020, every child born in St. Paul is born with $50 in college savings accounts. Uh, we're the only city to do that through uh, universal automatic enrollment, which ultimately means if you have a baby in St. Paul and you don't want your baby to have a college savings account, there's paperwork to fill out. This is about... <laughs> Um, this is about expanding our imagination for who our children can be uh, and what their future might hold. For some children who are born in our communities, uh, high school graduation looks like a finish line. And the amazing thing is that while $50 isn't enough to pay for college, pay for all of college, it is enough to help a whole family start casting their imagination for a child beyond high school graduation. When we do that, um, it just pays a dividend. Research shows us that children from low and moderate income families who graduate from high school with literally more than $1 in a college savings account are three times more likely to go to college. And when they do, they're four times more likely to graduate. So we're really excited about all the things that we can uh, do with this and, and specifically the way that we can use uh, it as a vehicle to build relationships with families earlier uh, so that we can help facilitate bringing our children into kindergarten ready for kindergarten. And so I think there's a, a number of things that we're planning on doing with this, uh, and it'll be exciting to help demonstrate. The rest of the country is watching St. Paul and is excited about the journey that we're taking, and we're working with national researchers to make sure that we're documenting every step along the way so that when all the other cities want to copy us, uh, we, we have the playbook ready for them to go. It's great to have that playbook. You mentioned students and families. And in our warm-up before we went on the air, we were talking about each other's family. I'm just wondering... How's the baby? How's Dr. Sakima Futrell uh, Carter? How, how's the Carter family uh, doing? And what is your uh, Thanksgiving message, not only to St. Paul, but to people listening around the country? You know, I appreciate that question. Our, our, our family as well. You know, our, our, our baby girl is uh, one and a half now, and she's uh, running around and bossing us around. I'm sure she'll be in here <laughs> shortly to grab my hand and pull me to wherever she wants me to be. We're looking forward to Thanksgiving, one of the conversations we have with our children. It's easy to tell, you know, how much, you know, has been challenging over the last year and a half, over the last two years. But I'll tell you, uh, after, you know, this virus has wiped out millions of people, 
uh, and we've just seen calamity all over the globe. If we're here to complain about it, that means we have something to be thankful for. And so that's one of the things that we're reflecting on. The challenge is as bad as we want to see our families, as bad as we want to hug our moms and, 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 and just embrace everybody who we've missed over the last couple of years, uh, this virus is still peaking. In Minnesota, we are at very dangerous levels of transmission of the virus. And so we're hoping that people um, are creative and figure out ways to see their family and eat their food and uh, do their uh, Thanksgiving traditions uh, while being very careful uh, that the holiday doesn't end up being even more of a super spreader event for our community. I apologize for the wide-ranging interview. I guess we just don't talk enough. we got to put everything in one bottle. I know. <laughs> I know. Do you have a final thought for our audience this morning, sir? No, I'm, I, listen, I'm excited. You know, we obviously just came through the re-election campaign. Uh, it's really exciting and humbling sure. uh, for our city, particularly through the last couple of years we've been through and how hard these last couple of years have been for the whole globe. Uh, for the city to uh, issue that sort of uh, resounding vote of uh, confidence in our administration uh, and in the direction that we're taking as a community. This is all about doing it together. And so the invitations that we've given people to get involved in our administration, uh, come apply for a task force or a commission, get involved in our budget process or our hiring process or uh, whatever other part, uh, is abs- it's been the secret to our success. It's not me. This is really about what we are able to do together, and we're going to keep on doubling down on that experiment. Mayor Carter, thank you for being with us this morning on KMOJ, and happy Thanksgiving to you and the city of St. Paul. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. It's good to be on, and I appreciate you having me on here. All right. got to do it again real soon. Absolutely. All right.